the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your other host, Peter. Peter, today, I thought it would be fun to talk about since, what was it, last episode that we talked about, Mr. T? Uh, it was a couple episodes. We talked about Mr. T, so that got me thinking of other people that were like actors that went into music and sang like soul or funk or what have you. So, so, so celebrities who were famous for acting, but then decided to do a side project of music that was in the funk or soul genre. Exactly. And it's funny because... When I first thought this idea up, I thought, oh, there'd be like a ton of them because, you know, even nowadays, it seems like actors are always crossing into the music genre and vice versa. There's really not that many that crossed into the uh, soul and funk genre, but uh, we did find a few. Yeah, we did. Do you want to tell us about the first one you found? Yeah, the first one that like immediately popped in my head was uh, Isaac Hayes because um, he was actually originally more of a singer-songwriter, but became really famous in the early 70s when he wrote the score to the uh, film Shaft. Yeah, yeah. It's like an incredibly famous black exploitation film. Mm-hmm. And he actually, after that, went into acting and kind of played in other sort of black exploitation era type films. Like he played in this one called I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> and I guess he played the character of Gandalf Filch on this show, The Rockefeller Files, which was kind of like a crime drama that was really big back then. But what I'm sure most people nowadays recognize him for was he was the voice of Chef on uh, South Park for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember on that show he had that song, Chocolate Salty Balls. Oh, yeah, where he was cooking yeah. some kind of chocolate balls best, or something. Best dessert-themed song ever. But I guess he uh, actually left the show like in 2006 because they had an episode that completely made fun of Scientology, and I didn't know this, but I guess he was an avid Scientologist. So mm. he just, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he got offended by that and left the show. I think he died a few years later. I think he's dead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check, because a lot of the time we say that people are dead, and then we find out that they aren't. I want to say it was 2010. Um, 2008. Oh, I was close. So yeah, that's kind of sad. I guess he died shortly after that. He died 10 days before his birthday. Aw, that's sad. But yeah, um, while he was a uh, singer-songwriter, he was actually a major influence behind the Southern record label Stax Records, mm. which is fairly famous. Yeah. And while he was there, he sang this song, I Stand Accused, that we can listen to a little clip of right now. I hope, I hope it's not a crime, cause if it is, I'm guilty, loving you. I really like that song. That's cool. Um, is that one of his more famous that's, ones that he sang? I want to say, yeah, that's probably his, if not one of his most famous, his most famous, aside from whatever he did as, like, Chef or, I guess... Well, Shaft, I, obviously. Is yeah, I was going to say, I guess you'd have to count Shaft, but, like, ones that he recorded for actual creative use, not just for a film or whatever, I guess mm. that's his most famous. But yeah, it, it sounds really good. Another famous person that you all, I hope, are familiar with <laughs> um, Bill Cosby. We discovered this, I don't know, maybe three years ago or so. I discovered this at birth. <laughs> I guess apparently during the 70s, he did a number of 
comedy music albums where he actually sang songs. <laughs> it's just as funny and terrible as you can imagine. <laughs> He's also actually an avid musician and has been hosting the Playboy Jazz Festival since 1979. Remember a few a few episodes I was talking about how he was on the Playboy documentary and now obviously that connects that's why he was there because he hosts their festival, their jazz festival. Right, right. So that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> it's pretty okay, just to go over his film career. The one film he did that I think we all that no one has ever seen and should ever see is Leonard Part Six. Oh god, I, that movie. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't you tell me that like the movie was so bad that he himself went out and publicly like said, Don't watch this movie? I don't remember that, but <laughs> that's pretty funny. I wanted yeah, I thought someone told me that he actually like the movie hmm. got such poor reviews that he was like, this is a piece of crap, please don't watch it. For those of you who haven't seen it, which is probably most of you, Leonard Part 6, basically Bill Cosby is a uh, a retired CIA agent, I think. And then the CIA calls him back to do some top secret mission. It's, <laughs> he has to go against this evil person who uh, is some kind of like maniac vegetarian type person. <laughs> and there's actually, there's actually a famous animated gif on the internet of Bill Cosby like wiggling a hot dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, that's from that movie. Because <laughs> he uses, like, the power of meat to, like, take down this vegetarian evil person. Okay. That's all I remember. I think that was all that was worth remembering. I'm surprised he didn't use the power of Jello Pudding Pops. That's just but, cheating. That's too easy. Yeah, true. Anyway, getting back to his musical career, there's a couple of albums that he released in the 70s. One of them was called Disco Bill, which has... I, I, I would say that's the best of his... Um, singing career just in terms of how funny it is most of his music that he sang was actually original stuff i think written by him or other people as well um but he actually did a number of covers of famous songs which were not like verbatim covers he kind of used his own words to make stories i guess but then used kind of the same idea of the song and the same tune like the story of rudy yeah is rudy off disco bill yeah it is okay yeah, there's a song. There's a song called Rudy, which he says in at the beginning. He says people in Africa tell stories or something. I don't remember, but basically he tells a story about a kid named Rudy who lives in the projects and he gets in trouble by drinking wine with his friends or something. I don't remember. It's really hilarious, so you need to check that out. Yeah. Um, the the best song from that album, though, by far, I would say, is called "What Do You Think About Licking My Chicken." <laughs> Uh, I want you guys to hear a clip of this song. You gotta eat it to know it. You gotta eat it to love it. When your babies say, I'm pretty sure Roscoe's needs to use that as like their theme song (laughs) for their commercials. Yeah. But yeah, what you think about licking my chicken? I think it's an ongoing question about what what this actually means to lick one's chicken i think we've been discussing this for a number of years we can't seem to figure it out i don't know if it's like a sexual innuendo but if it is it's the grossest one i've ever heard or the most (laughs) delicious one maybe i don't know what member of a body looks like a chicken (laughs) well you got breasts and you got thighs touche and wings yeah um Anyway, so that's just a very small slice of Bill Cosby's singing career. His stuff is actually really hard to find. I'm sure you can... I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. If you do some searching on the internet, I'm sure you can find some of it. And some of the songs are on YouTube as well. 
another uh, really famous comedian that did music that I thought of was Eddie Murphy. Because, I mean, obviously he's a comedian, he's an actor, he was on SNL from like, I want to say 1980 to 84, and actually got ranked number 10 in Comedy Central's greatest stand-ups of all time. Cool. So, he's really famous for uh, his comedy routine. But on top of that, he actually was really into music. Many people are. Yes. And I guess he recorded a song that was um, co-produced with Rick James that is called Party All the Time. Let's listen to a clip. Okay. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that song because it kind of like exploded in the like 80s when he recorded it. I seriously had no idea he even sung it. Yeah. To be honest, um, it's pretty funny though. I guess it was rated number seven out of the 50 worst songs of all time on on VH1's like <laughs> now they do those countdown up things all the time. Well, was it number one? I'm curious. I have no idea. I should, we should look that up. Which is funny because I kind of like the song. I mean, it's cheesy. It's very 80, cliche 80s, but it's catchy. So I'm mean, talking about party all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's a good song. I don't know. I mean, when I recognized it, I'm like, oh, I know this song, and but it didn't strike me as like awful. It was just dorky. Yeah, that's kind of it's fun. It's it's 80s, which is its own thing. Indeed. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at the list now. Oh yeah. Oh cool. What's number, number one? Is we built this city by Starship. Is that the We Built This City on... Oh, God, that song. I'm kind of surprised that it's considered the worst. Yeah, it's cliche, but it's not just... It's not, like, terrible. But it's funny, though, because, you know, the song that that Eddie Murphy did is kind of seen as a really bad song, and now, you know, with his acting career, the movies he's been doing lately have been getting progressively worse and worse. Mm. I think it all started with that movie Pluto Nash. Yeah. Do Do you remember that? Vaguely. But yeah, I don't. It's so sad because he did some amazing movies in the 80s and 90s, and then it just. I think after Nutty Professor, because like, that was kind of funny, but that <laughs> was like the tip of the iceberg, and then he just went downhill. He's like the M. Night Shyamalan of acting. It just keeps getting worse. Although, um, that movie Tower Heist he was in wasn't terrible, but he didn't really have a big role in it. I never saw it. Oh, it's the one with, uh, like, Ben Stiller and other people that I don't know where they try to, like, rob a hotel. Or something. I don't know. Okay, I never heard of that. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. It didn't do very well, but I, I watched it and it wasn't awful. Oh. I guess moving on past the hilarious hilariousness that is Eddie. Oh, I need to do my Eddie Murphy impression. All right. <laughs> Why have I not done this while talking about him? I'm Eddie Murphy, damn it. I'm Gumby. You always talk like this. What you doing? <laughs> Peter, are you Eddie it's, Murphy? It's 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 kind of it's kind of accurate. Not yeah, completely. as accurate as a guy with my voice can be. I mean, I yeah. could, maybe, I, maybe I could try the Barry White route. I don't know. But. <laughs> There's so, yeah. all kinds of... <laughs> okay, we uh, should move on. Another artist that um, our one of our guests, uh, Jessica, actually recommended to us is uh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, um, I guess, got his acting start or comedic start because he's kind of a, he's kind of a comedian as well. Uh, the British TV show Whose Line It Is Is It Anyway, which spawned the American TV show that's hosted by Drew Carey that became like a subculture phenomenon. He had his own talk show in the early 2000s called, of all things, The Wayne Brady Show. And How creative. Yeah, right. 
And I guess if any of you guys watched that show, How I Met Your Mother, he uh, played okay, the character Neil Patrick Harris, his character Barney. He plays his black gay brother, which is kind of funny because there was an episode where like he discovers that he's gay and then can't cope with it because they used to be like, uh, what's, the, what's the term? Wingmen for each other when, in trying to get women. So now that his brother's gay, he's like, I, I don't have a wingman anymore. But he Wait, found so out that, Neil Patrick Harris is brothers with Wayne Brady on the show? Yes, that, that it's funny because the, their mom is was very promiscuous, so obviously it implied that they, they were brothers but from different fathers. Yeah, I was gonna say because you know Patrick Harris is white and Wayne Brady is black. So. Yeah, yeah. There, there was another there was another episode where where Wayne Brady's character discovers his father, but then Neil Patrick Harris, in denial of the fact that it's not his, even though despite the, the guy is black, he he pretends that it's his father as well. It's pretty funny. I've never actually watched the show, but I know it's... The show has its moments. I mean, there's some... I don't know. Some characters are better than others. Like, honestly, Neil Patrick Harris is, like, the best thing about that show. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty funny. But, yeah, on top of doing all of this acting and talk show hosting, um, he actually released an R&B album uh, called A Long Time Coming, which actually reached number 20 on the R&B chart, which is fairly impressive. Is is that title, A Long Time Coming, is that in reference to uh, Sam Cooke? I have no idea. <laughs> I just looked it up on Wikipedia. I didn't say anything in, that it was in reference to that. Well, Maybe. because, I mean, obviously that's from... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from... I, I, get, I get where you're going. I don't know. I guess maybe our users could research and see. That's or true. Could. Um, <laughs> but there's a song from this album you want to play, right? Yes. Um, it's the it's the single off the album called uh, You and Me. It's, it's very new R&B sounding, similar to like r kelly and that kind of stuff but it's pretty good so let's take a listen but i know that we'll be just fine because she's got your eyes and that crook gets my love mine so there'll always be you and i and though things have changed well that was a pretty cool song yes yeah you and me by wayne brady i'm looking at his at the listing of this album a long time coming Mm-hmm. And he actually does do a cover of A Change Is Gonna Come. Oh, we should have played that. Well, you listeners can go research it yourselves. Indeed. So yeah, and then I guess our fifth and final artist that I could think of before my brain just exploded because there really aren't nearly as many as I thought is Hugh Laurie, who is the only person on our list that is not black. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Hugh Laurie, as many of you know, plays Gregory House on the show House. But before that, he actually, as many of you may not know, Hugh Laurie is, first of all, British, not actually American, which is, he does a really good American accent. Um, yeah, in the um, late 80s and through the 90s, he uh, was part of a stand-up duo, duo with Stephen Fry. And they starred together in this really famous British TV show called Blackadder. I'm sure a lot of people know who Stephen Fry is. He did, the, he did the voice of the narrator on Little Big Planet. I mean, who doesn't know that? <laughs> oh, I, I think he has other things in his repertoire. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Thing most of you will recognize him from. He was uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s brother in the second Sherlock movie. He's yeah. also a really prolific, uh, aside from actor and comedian, he's also like a activist. Activist, yeah, and he's a big tech guy as well. Just hearing him speak, aside from having like one of the greatest voices of all time. Just the stuff he talks about, he's just yeah. fascinating. No, he's he's definitely an intelligent guy. I know he's got, um, he's done like debates and panels and stuff with like uh, 
like Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and stuff because he's mm-hmm. a pretty avid uh, atheist himself. Right. Which so yeah, no, he's a really intelligent guy, and I've definitely encourage our listeners to go and look him up on YouTube because he's got a lot of good talks and debates and stuff. But Hugh Laurie is also cool. <laughs> yeah, no, Hugh, I mean, yes. Hugh Laurie is also awesome for different reasons. Fun fact about him, actually, in 2011, he actually was in the Guinness World Record book as the highest paid actor in a drama series because he received uh, $250,000 per episode of House because that show was just, right. like, insanely popular at, at one point. Now, is House still going? Because I kind of go on and off of keeping I don't going. know. It said that it was from 2004 to 2012, so I don't know if it got canceled this year. I would hope so, because, like, seriously, I watched it for, like, four seasons. Well, I thought it was going to... I thought the, the the finale was, like, a year or two ago, but then it keeps going, so... I, don't I have know. no idea. I think it's just one of those things that they're just not going to let die. Because it was good. Like, it was an amazing show. The first four seasons were, I, yeah. blew me off my feet. But, yeah, it's funny because, um, on top of all of this being a comedian and actor, he um, is also in a band, and this band he's in, it kind of has like a very bluesy influence. And I guess it's the band. I don't, I don't know if it's like other actors from TV, but it's called the band from TV. So I assume possibly it's other actors that he's collaborated with. I don't know. It would seem stupid to call your band band from TV if Hugh Laurie is the only actor in the band. I don't know. You guys can go research Yeah, that. he did that band did a really good cover of uh, You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. So let's take a listen. We're gonna vent our frustration If we don't, we're gonna blow a 50 amp fuse You can't always get what you want You can't always get Again, that was You Can't Always Get What You Want by Band From TV featuring Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie is actually, as well as being part of Band From TV, he also released a solo album in 2011 called Let Them Talk, which features basically a whole list of his renditions of famous blues songs. And I listened to a few songs from this, and he's really good. So, uh, yeah, Let Them Talk by Hugh Laurie. Definitely check that out as well. Not funk, but it's, you know, blues is sort of similar. Blues is like funk's stepfather. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, something, because remember when we were looking up Band from TV, I also found a video on YouTube of them doing uh, Will It Go Round in Circles by Billy Preston. Oh, yeah. And that was a really good version of that song as well. It was. So you guys should check that out, too. Seems like that's the end of our list of actors who went funky. Like I said, I did not find nearly as many as I I thought I would, so (laughs) that was the best that Google had to offer for me. Yeah. Those five (laughs) gentlemen. uh, I'm I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, I know there's a ton of actors that um, released albums, like Robert Downey Jr. has an album. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Who's the guy that played Hellboy? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it seems pretty common for people who are famous for acting to go into music, either for more money or just because they like doing it. Ron Perlman. Usually, what? The guy, the Hellboy guy, Ron Perlman is his name. Oh, okay. I just thought of it. I'm a genius. Usually, I, they probably go into rock and roll and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure funk and soul is a much more niche genre for actors to go yeah. into. They probably want to go into more popular genres. I, I will say that for... Most of the cases that we heard today, for people who weren't, who didn't dedicate their whole lives to doing this kind of music, they actually do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice, though, to see um, actors crossing genres or mediums, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. and actually doing well in them because that very, very rarely happens. Like, usually people who act think they can sing but can't, and people who yeah. are, are performers, singers, think they can act and they can't. <laughs> so. 
it's got it's nice it's to always, see, yeah it's nice to see multi-talented people yeah okay well putting that whole subject behind us we actually have a special feature today yay yay if any of you remember a few episodes ago, we played a song called Set Me on Fire by an indie funk band called Funky Donkey. And Those are the guys from uh, Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just informed yesterday, the day before, that they just released another song called Babyface, and we're going to go ahead and play that song for you today. It's a, it's a cool funky tune. Awesome. Let's listen to Babyface by Funky Donkey. Enjoy.
So yeah, we hope you enjoyed Babyface by Funky Donkey. We are going to link you to the SoundCloud page where you can download this song for free, as well as uh, their other song, Set Me on Fire, which we played previously. And if you or anyone you know has something even related to funk, we would love to play it on our show, so go ahead and contact us. Um, you can find us at on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash getyourfunk, all one word. Um, go on there, like us, contact us. Hit us up even if you have recommendations of stuff for us to delve into as far as subjects. Yeah, we haven't really said that before, but I guess, yeah, I mean, if you guys ever have ideas for topics that you want us to cover in future episodes, definitely let us know on our Facebook page. Yes. The more heads, the better, as far as making this show awesome. Peter, do you have a bird? Do I have a bird? Because I hear a bird in the background. Yes, there are birds downstairs. Oh, God, they're loud. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure it was outside or, like, you owned a parrot or something. Yeah, I don't like birds very much. They're loud and they make a lot of mess. Yeah. Is it, like, can, can canaries or parakeets or what? Parakeets. Oh, I used to have parakeets. Also known as budgies. Yeah, I used to have one. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to let you know I could totally hear that in the background. Uh, it's, it, it's cool. It, it sounds very soothing. Like, it's like, like it's birds like we're broadcasting from the jungle or something. Yeah, birds tweet to the sound of your voice like in Disney. As always, thanks for listening. Like we said, check us out on Facebook. And you can also find us on iTunes, where you can subscribe and get these downloaded automatically, I assume. I think that's how it works. Yeah, it's all free. You can either listen to it through... Um, iTunes or download it to your iTunes player. So that's correct. Yay. Okay. Um, so yeah, that has been our episode on actors that went into singing. Until next time, this has been your host Peter. And this is Kyle. We hope you enjoyed Funk Radio. Today. We hope you enjoyed Funk Radio. Okay, bye. Now okay. That, yeah. <laughs>